When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Bob Gruen, rock and roll photographer from New York, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Welcome back again to another episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network, available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. Uh, This is episode 141. We're calling this Songs Critical of the Music Biz, and I've got this broken into categories. And another uh, cool thing about this one, stick around for the honorable mentions. There's quite a few uh, extra honorable mentions, and they're actually uh, here throughout. Um, I think some of these examples I need to thank again, um, my South African connection, Neil Miller, uh, who's come up with some of these examples. Uh, I'm not sure about the main examples, but because (laughs) I definitely want to pick those because I want to uh, spotlight certain songs, but definitely some of the uh, honorable mentions in each of these categories. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's take a listen to our first selection. This is The Clash with Capital Radio. All right. Love The Clash. One of my favorite bands of all time. Certainly London Calling, Sandinista, the second album, the first album. Uh, it goes downhill from there. I'm not a big combat rock fan or cut the crap fan. Uh, but this is one of those great uh, Clash songs. Uh, one of the cool things they do. Actually, this isn't one of the great uh, non-LP Clash songs, but it is a non-LP Clash song. It's pretty simple. Kind of Who-ish uh, or early Who in, in construct, I imagine. A little bit of a can't explain vibe to it. Uh, but this is a this is a song in our category of songs uh, critical of radio. Uh, so, so this is a song. They say there's a tower in the heart of London with a radio station right atop. They don't make the city beat. They're making all the action stop. So that's kind of cool. What a what a great uh, you know few lines there. And then it goes on to talk about how talk radio's kind of taken over and the and the whole uh, phone in from your bed sit room having trouble with your partner. Let us all in on the news kind of thing. And then it talks about a DJ uh, who picks. Uh, all the hits to play keeps you in your place all day so 
<clears throat> the idea here is that um, you know the music is kind of boring. Um, there, you know, there, there's not a lot of excitement here. Uh, they do talk also about a long time ago there were pirates beaming waves from the sea, and this is a a reference to that Radio Caroline thing. There's a lot of songs. I could have done a whole episode on that actually. Songs about uh, the offshore pirate radio stations who can just play whatever they want, and you definitely hear a lot of rock stars romanticizing that and talking about how that allowed them to uh, really grow as musicians. Um, you also you also hear that there's a little bit of the old ZZ Top heard it on the X thing there too, where you get the, the, the waves beamed over the Mexican border and that's how all the ZZ Top guys kind of uh, consumed and got their education in the blues sort of situation. So yeah, in terms of this uh, episode 141, songs critical of the music biz, there's definitely a lot of songs critical of of radio and how radio works. Uh, some examples, I didn't go check all of these, um, but uh, like in terms of checking the lyrics, but I did have a fun time going through this episode in reading a lot of lyrics again, which is kind of cool. Um, but you might put in there Tom Petty, The Last DJ, uh, Elvis Costello and the Attractions, Radio, Radio. Remember that thing where he went on Saturday Night Live and he played the wrong song uh, or, or he changed the song? I think he changed it to Radio, Radio uh, from what he was supposed to play. It might have been Allison or something like that. Uh, Frank Zappa, The Radio is Broken, Bruce Springsteen, Radio Nowhere, Queen Radio Gaga, which is kind of an interesting one. Uh, that one almost fits in. I thought of doing an episode on this too. Songs that are like positive about radio. And this one's both positive and negative, I think. Um, you know, just those kind of dreamy chords in the sequence and the reminiscing about uh, how radio was great and oh, I wish radio would come back kind of thing. Uh, Roger Waters, Radio Waves, REM Radio Song, Man of War, Blow Your Speakers, uh, a neat example there. You know, that really is about uh, how radio isn't playing enough heavy stuff kind of thing. It's it's kind of a cool lyric to that one. Uh, all right, so let's move on. A whole new category here. Take a listen to this. This is Black Sabbath with The Writ. <laughs> Love the writ. This is off of Sabotage, uh, the greatest album of all time by anybody. Um, so this is a song that's uh, that's critical of this whole situation Black Sabbath were in during the recording of Sabotage, nineteen seventy five. Um, they said they were they were getting served with writs and legal papers all the time when they're trying to concentrate and record an album, which, like I say, turned out to be the greatest record of all time by anybody. Um, but the way I feel is the way I am. I wish I just walked before I started uh, to run to you. So this is this situation where, um, you know, they, they've uh, they've left Jim Simpson as manager, you know, in here. At, at one point, there was some Don Arden collusion stuff going on. But, it, but eventually what happens is they're with Patrick Meehan Sr. and Patrick Meehan Jr. And uh, they're going through this situation where... Um, uh, they're they're not getting paid properly, and you know houses are in other people's names, and they think they own them, and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, 
A few other lyrics from here. The uh, the endless endless ocean of emotion I swam for you. The geezer always comes up with some great lines. This is a really harrowing, harrowing song, musically and lyrically, about this whole topic of really being upset at, at management, right? The shock troopers laying down on the floor. I wish they'd put an end to my running war with you. Uh, you bought and sold me with your lying words. Um, this is all just good stuff about this. Here's a funny one. Um, are you metal? Are you man? You've changed a lot since you began. That's kind Kind of what you see on the internet is this i as a kid grew up this is one of those uh excuse me while i kiss this guy uh jimmy hendrix uh you know miss misheard lyrics thing i always thought that was a uh, you've changed the locks since you began because it because it reminded me of the whole writ kind of thing and it sounds like ozzy saying that ozzy by the way is singing up a storm on this song and on this album he sounds really really angry uh so you can hear the anger in the voice and the best line from the whole song is a poisoned father who has poisoned his son. That's you. Yeah, that's you. So there's there's your sort of reference to Patrick Meehan Sr. and Patrick Meehan Jr. sort of thing. Oh, promises never came true. Non-entity, no destiny. A mantle picture of a stolen soul. There's Geezer with a with another great line. So this is like a like an eight-minute doomy classic on this, like a really heavy, slow, crushing song, uh, all about this uh this being very angry at managers. Uh, the other famous one along this lines, uh, along these lines, is Queen "Death on Two Legs" um, from A Night at the Opera. Bad finger, hey Mister Manager, hey Mister Manager. Pink Floyd have a cigar. You know this is this is a little bit of mix and manager and label, but you know. We all know the lines of this. Uh, you're going to go far. You're going to fly. Um, you're going to make it if you try. Um, I've always had a deep respect, and I mean that most sincerely, right? Um, uh, this band is just fantastic. By the way, which one's pink, right? So this is the whole idea of not not really knowing these guys. Like, they're just, you know, uh, in, indispensable or dispensable parts uh, in these bands. Um uh, we heard about the sellout. You got to get an album out. So this is a little bit about, you know, a lot of these songs and a lot of the complaints I hear in interviews from from bands about managers is that they work them so hard because at, at some, you know, I, I've gotten a lot of insight into this lately um, into, you know, I, I've basically ta been talking to David Krebs, so one of the big managers of all time, you know, almost every week for a long, long time, like, uh, you know, kind of getting his whole life story from him. And we're, we're sort of putting that together. It's a long story, but there's all this stuff between what managers are getting paid for and what they're not getting paid for, depending on your contracts. And in a lot of situations, managers are getting paid a lot of money when the band is out playing live. Um, and so they're constantly telling them to get out and play live and put records out. So, so you know, the various ways managers are getting paid really affects, you know, how hard they're, they're driving their bands kind of thing, usually hard in, like, in one direction or another, right? But um but yeah, so other lines from Half Cigar, like we're so happy we can hardly count. Every everything else is just green. Have you seen the chart? Hell of a start, blah, blah, blah. Could be a monster hit. Riding the gravy train, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, so there's another one. So that's when you're getting up to wish you were here and the whole cynical thing about the music business fits fits perfect into this uh into this whole thing. All right. Uh this episode of History in 5 Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works, but what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human 
struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's betterhelp.com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's take a listen to our third selection here. This is the Sex Pistols with EMI. All right. Uh, love this song. Love this album. Of course, everybody does. I mean, it's it's an amazing, cool, incendiary punk slash heavy metal album. Really cool album. So October 8th, 76, Sex Pistols signed to EMI. And then lo and behold, the Bill Grundy incident happens. This is where they go on TV. Uh, famous, famous footage. And, and uh, they're just sort of goaded on by a ostensibly drunk Bill Grundy, the host, uh, t- to swear. Oh, you swear again. Why don't you swear again? And so they start swearing and all this stuff. And it's, and, um, you know, the phone calls come in, everybody's enraged. So they end up getting dropped by EMI. Um, you know, they, they apparently collect the, you know, the, the advance and they say, oh, we spent it all and all this sort of stuff. March 10th, 77, they signed to A&M. Uh, and as soon as they signed to A&M, A&M, um, so they so they have this uh, this press uh, ceremony uh, in in outside Buckingham Palace, although they signed the day before. But the day after, um, they they are they're like uh, apparently intoxicated. They show up at the A and M offices. Uh, Sid Vicious uh, smashes a toilet bowl and cuts his foot, and he's and he's there's like blood all over the offices, and they're and they're like pawing at the secretaries and all this, and verbally abusing the staff and. Um, so it's completely it it's complete chaos at the A and M offices and and A and M drops them as well. May seventy seven they sign with Virgin. So so they're on to their third record label even before they get the get the album out and and uh, I guess yeah the the funny story is I guess they're keeping the advances that they were paid from these situations or or maybe Malcolm McLaren's getting most of the money uh, situation. But uh, so so this is. A very kind of artful, cool lyric. I mean, the song title is EMI. Um, so it's uh, it goes, there's an unlimited supply and there is no reason why. I tell you, it was all a frame. They only did it because of fame. Uh, so so it's this whole thing is like, oh, you signed us in the first place just because of hype. And, you know, you didn't really know what we were about and uh, you didn't care. And you signed us because of fame. Um but yeah, it kind of goes goes in and talks about uh, you know this whole situation with EMI. We are an addition. We are ruled by none. And you thought that we were faking that we were all just money making. You did not believe we were for real. Really cool cadence to the to the lyrics. Um, 
Johnny Rotten comes up with here, um, or you would lose your cheap appeal. Uh, so, so it's a it's a really artful lyric over a uh, really kind of uh, kind of gang vocal, chaotic, anarchic, uh, really rousing, rousing uh, musical backtrack on this song. Um, you know, I almost went with uh, with the standard, uh, but I like EMI way more than Leonard Skinner working for the MCA. But that that's one that is also like this. Oh, did he sign the contract? Uh, you know, and and Artemis Pyle, he did that whole indie album that is really critical of the band and the industry and the whole thing. And lawyers, like uh, blood sucking lawyers and all this, like it's it's a really really harsh sort of simple indie sort of record. But it, it's funny. It's almost like that album is the whole follow up to working for the MCA. But uh, so other ones along this line, these are these are songs critical, I guess, of the record label is the theme in this one. We've got the Clash again with Complete Control, Graham Parker, Mercury Poisoning. So he was on Mercury. Mercury, right? Rolling Stones, uh, the under assistant West Coast promotion man. Nick Lowe, I love my label. The Smiths, paint a vulgar picture. Again, I didn't check all these, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, here, this is a list that people have suggested to me. Some of these: Prince, Emancipation, John Fogarty, Vans Can't Dance, Ingve Malmsteen, Liar. I should really go check that lyric. That'd be interesting. The Smiths, frankly, Mr. Shankly, and Corn Y'all want a single. Um, so yeah, there's some songs critical of the label, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought I'd play the pistols, you know, by the way, you know, I always want to point this out cause I've got a cool, uh, the damned book coming soon, probably the best book I ever written, the, the, the most fun, the coolest, the one I'm most proud of getting out where I go over every damn song, but the damned were the first in with a, um, with a with a punk single with new rose and and even the vibrators were in there with we vibrate but uh november 26 76 is that emi first single anarchy in the uk so that's pretty darn early so punk's punk is happening in in 76 in in a well it's actually happening in 75 even with the pistols uh uh in some respects um okay let's move on to our fourth selection take a list take a listen to this this is pantera with war nerve All right. Well, if you haven't guessed the theme yet, you probably haven't because I had to find a place. I don't even know if I'm allowed to swear on this uh, and, and or even play songs with swearing in them and that. But I had to find a spot where Phil isn't, uh, you know, throwing F-bombs all over the place in his War Nerve song. Anyways, I found a spot. But um yeah, this is the song that is critical of, uh, well, it's critical of a bunch of things. It's it's more, more or less just sort of a hateful song, um, but it's um, it's critical of the press in one very notable, notable place that everybody, you know, who was in the press, like us, kind of like looked up and noticed. Uh, he says, uh, for every F and second, the pathetic media um uh pees on me and judges what i am in one paragraph so so it's funny so um so phil used to get a lot get in a lot of trouble for being you know intoxicated on stage or you know heroin even for that matter and and saying things like he has a, he has a big mouth right so he he'll, he would say things from the stage and he would say things in the press um but this is the one that is uh that, that it is 
you know, he, he, he comes right out and says it about the press, but there's also, he mentions, uh, you know, shoot out, burn down, no CNN or media. Now it's forcing you down. It's grinding uh, against you. Let the Warner break. And uh, so he, he, he mentioned some other things in here as well, but one of the funniest lines uh, uh, from Pantera is also about the press, but it, but it's actually about kind of like uh, liking the press at the same time. So he's talking about bands who uh, are just kind of reliving their their old glory, and he and he says. Uh, reliving or rereading or reliving old reviews i thought that was just a hilarious hilarious line so so it's about rock stars uh you know reliving their old glory or pumping themselves up by rereading old record reviews uh, of their own so i always thought that was a funny line but uh but also on this one of course you've got um, the famous uh, Guns and Roses get in the ring um, where where Axel goes and that goes for all you punks in the press that want to start by printing lies instead of the things we said that means you Andy Setcherit hit parader circus magazine this is one where he actually calls out the magazines by name which is funny Mick Wall at Kerrang uh, Bob Guccione Jr. at Spin so we got Spin and Kerrang and Circus and hit parader all actually named in a song which is pretty funny um and then he goes on and starts swearing and all this stuff. Uh, you be ripping off the kids while they be paying their hard-earned money to read about the bands they want to know about. So here he is actually talking about the kids going out and buying magazines. So Axel's Axel was basically in the exact same camp as Phil, you know, saying things that he probably shouldn't be saying sort of thing. And then the press jumping on him for that and, and having stories. So printing lies, starting controversy, you want to antagonize me? Um, so this is Axel getting mad, you know, I mean, he's causing the controversy himself, and then the, then the press. Granted, the press likes you know likes a good story, right? So they so they kind of write about it as well. Um, other ones in in this uh, in this uh, example, uh, in terms of bands complaining about the press. What is our episode called again? Songs critical of the music biz, episode one forty one. Yeah. So um, UFO the writer, I thought, is a pretty good one in this one. So it's a little bit Phil talking about the UK press has always been considered to be even more bloodthirsty, right? So he's saying, I'm the writer, got a front page cover, hot gossip about who's with their latest lover, write all the chapters by the second scene. I call the shots, don't need a Fleet Street team. So this is uh, this is Phil, you know, Phil could be in the same kind of trouble as as Axel and um, uh, as Axel and the other Phil uh, at, at times as well. Just be you know by being drunk and drugged up louts and saying things he shouldn't or whatever, right? Or getting in fights. So so Phil probably has uh, has felt the sting of the press at, at times as well. But uh, you know he says I am I am a writer and I'm the news. So he says you you cross me you know you're gonna lose. So he's talking about the power of the writer. This is like a profile of the writer, essentially. It's called the writer, right? Um, if seconds out or if you're going to take a dive, slip out of the news or piece of scandal, don't toe the line because uh, nothing's too hot to handle. He quotes his own song, They're Too Hot to Handle. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I'm the writer and I'm the news. So he's 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 almost saying that the um, the writer can get a big ego and, and think he's, he's the story himself uh, sort of thing. Um, and another one in this example is, um, I thought this was a good one. Deep Purple has a song called MTV. And this is, this is a little bit about radio crossed with, uh, the idea of press. So this is, this is press at radio. So, um, there's, there's a great few lines in there where he goes, Mr. Grover and Mr. Gillian, 
right? So so here's the whole thing about getting our names wrong, sitting with the DJ. Uh, you must have made a million that night that Frank Zappa caught on fire. So here we are getting the story of Smoke on the Water wrong and getting their names wrong and all this because the DJ just doesn't care. It's just move these guys in, move them out kind of thing, out of the booth. Short interviews, right? Um, could you tell us all about it? Keep it short and use my version. I, I thought that was really kind of cool. Or everyone out there will think I'm a liar. So... So that's a really interesting line there. Uh, this this is sort of like um, if I get the the DJ is almost kind of saying here, if I get the story wrong, don't make me look bad. Just use my wrong version of the story just so I don't look bad. So that's kind of a neat insight there. We can speak about bananas for one second. So Deep Purple has an album called Bananas, right? And um, and uh, so here here the DJ you know in the back of his mind and we're all guilty of this in the press because because we want those classic stories as well right but here he's saying we can we can talk about your new album for one second um but yeah and could you do some more of these uh here radio ideas and then the station might maintain some interest so you're threatening uh Ian uh or Mr. Grover and Mr. Gillian or Gillian uh, he's threatening them with uh you know uh Say uh, you're listening to KREM FM in Spokane. This is uh, this is Roger Glover from Deep Purple, right? Um, stay tuned and all that. So so radio guys want people to do radio IDs, um, you know, to do this so they can play these things over and over. And it's like, hey, I I had I had Mr. Grover and Mr. Gillian in my radio station, and here's the proof of that kind of thing. So that's kind of cool. So that's that's another one that is. Uh, that is uh, critical of the press at radio. Um, and also a lot of that, well, I'll, I'll get to that later, but, um, or will I? Let me see. Um, no, I won't because uh, my next example is, uh, it goes off on a different tack. So, so a lot of MTV, I just wanted to mention this, a lot of the song MTV by Deep Purple is actually really stinging and critical of radio too, classic rock radio, how it's the same songs over and over again about how he's driving down the road in a fog. The funny thing is about none of it's about MTV. He says at one point in the song, uh, MTV, I'll get to that in a second. Then he raves on about other stuff again. So there's really nothing really in, in the song about video. Um, but but there's some other really good stuff about radio. So I, I could have uh, included that in the radio part as well. All right, let's move on. This is our fifth selection. Listen to this. This is Gary Moore with Lead Clones. All right. This is from After the War, January 25th, 1989, a Gary Moore solo album. Well, he's mostly a solo artist, right? Um, he's known for being in Thin Lizzy. Um, but um, so this is Lead Clones. And uh, on this song, uh, you may have recognized that voice. He does a, uh, Ozzy essentially does the lead vocal on it. And then Gary, uh, with his Gary twang, uh, does a, does duets with him on, on various parts. Um in this clip as well when you get to the chorus. So it's Gary and Ozzy Osbourne, and interestingly enough, on bass, Bob Daisley from Ozzy's band. So that's kind of cool. So this is Lead Clones, and um, it's a song critical. 
Um, I've I've called this category critical of video and critical of MTV because there is a little bit of that pretty boy thing in here. Um, this is critical of the Led Zeppelin clone bands, in in particular Kingdom Come, and so there are some lines in here about about you know looking pretty for MTV kind of thing but also it's played to kind of a cashmere ripoff uh feel and there's some you know John Paul Jones synth in here as well so it's a song a critical of songs borrowing from or, or bands borrowing from Led Zeppelin i.e. in particular Kingdom Come as I say uh but also you know Ozzy even says in there be careful who you borrow from and all this kind of stuff so it's kind of cool uh and a and an interesting thing um there's also a song on here called Blood of Emeralds, um, which is a tribute to Phil uh, Linet, uh, which I could have included in our last episode, uh, 140, which was favorite requiems uh, for, for Fallen Legends uh, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, kind of interesting that that's on there as well. Uh, and then also in this, um, you know, I, I, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, on this one, Neil Carter from UFO is on here, and we just talked about the writer, and Neil Carter is on on the writer as well, right? Uh, so Neil Carter's in the band here as well. Gary Moore is one of these interchangeable where you get a lot of these parts from from UFO and the Michael Schenker group and Ozzy kind of all mixing together kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, the time has come to talk about tomorrow. You should be careful about who you bore. I heard them on the radio. I saw them on the video i don't think i can take much more lead clones lead clones you've stolen from the houses of the holy says in here so there you go i saw those crummy videos um and then also of course in this department there's the famous song which is kind of an oblique lyric it's not really all all that much about you know stingingly critical but the buggles with video killed the radio star that's sort of your classic song uh, was it not the first song played on MTV? Something like that. Um, but it's the song with the iconic title, at least. The title is really clear about this this whole move over from radio over to video. And and the song does more or less talk about how, um, you know, your, your mental image, uh, your imagination has been destroyed by the pictures being fed to you now. And you're not imagining as much as you did when it was just radio, right? Um, and then, of course, Dire Straits' Money for Nothing is is the other one, you know, with I Want My MTV and Money for Nothing and Chicks for Free and all that kind of stuff. So so that song's kind of one of these big critical of, uh, of video uh, situations as well. All right, some honorable mentions. I haven't checked these as well. Well, I checked some of these. Uh, George Harrison, Blood from a Clone, a uh, little bit about being overworked uh, by management again, I guess. Uh, Billy Joel, It's Still Rock and Roll to Me, The Pretender's Pop Star, which is more about the glitzy female image of a pop star. Uh, you know, they don't make them how they used to kind of thing. Bon Jovi, Burning Bridges, No Effects, Dinosaurs Will Die, Heart Barracuda, which is just about kind of sleazy guys in the business and Heart being these two good-looking gals. Joel, the entertainer. ACDC, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. You know, it's tough and mean and all that. This is just kind of a general kind of lighthearted song about this, but I always love that story. One of the, you know, serious black metal bands. I remember being on the bus with them and, you know, this is an anthem on the bus. Um with these guys, you think they're all serious in their in their you know goth look and makeup and being black metal and they're playing ACDC. Um, 
it's a long way to the top. Rick Rick Nelson, Garden Party. I guess that's just about they want me just to play the old hits all the time. Dream Theater, As I Am, Neil Young, Hippie Dream, uh, Megadeth, Liar, Hook and Mouth. Um, so there you go. Um, check out a bunch of those lyrics. Let me know if I'm wrong in those. Uh, I guess these a lot of these were suggestions uh, of ones. Like I say, I haven't vetted uh, all of these. Um, but there you go. Episode 141, Songs Critical of the Music Biz. If you like the show and want to support future episodes please go to kofi rhymes with no fee.com uh slash martin popoff hit that red support button buy me a coffee or a pint on that front this week i would like to thank andy at black sugar transmission bruce campbell lee clifford uh, Tim Derling, David Fisher, Augustin Garcia de Paredes. He's just proofread my new damned book for me. Found a few more typos. Thank you very much. Augustin, uh, Ryan Gavalier. Check out his Ryan's Vinyl Destination Facebook page. He's starting to do a lot of writing of record reviews on his Facebook page. Um, Darren Kasabowski, Melissa Nee, Steve Polari, Brian Sager, and Mark Sager. Um, and also, uh, this has been a busy, busy time in book world. Uh, I do have copies. They're going fast of the UFO Visual biography and the Judas Priest visual biography and the new Yes visual biography with um, with the new cover and the new title. Um, thanks again. Go listen to some of these songs. Go play some Clash. Go play some Damned. Uh, yeah, some uh, some of this great old pie. We got, we got Sex Pistols in here as well. Um, that's it. Bye for now. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at The RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.